Good. Where, where's the smart marks at? They're there. They're talk to them. Good. Can I? Yeah. I would love you to. Can I really? You know how I feel. Can I swear? I'm, I'm, absolutely. Ask your friends over here. All right. Fuck you. The New Jersey Kid, Joe Sheehan. That's the difference between you and I. For me, this is about passion, and for you, this is about fame. And nobody will ever remember you. The Rogue of Wrestling, Michael Newman. Yeah, that works in Hollywood, that works in the movies, but this isn't the movies, this is real life. And in real life, I am the real hero. You're listening to the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. We have got a really exciting show because we're going to be not only talking about Wrestle Kingdom 13, but All Elite Wrestling is officially a thing, Joe. Yes, a slight thing, but still a thing. Oh, it's it's hardly a slight thing. It was announced. It's a thing. It's happening. Uh, well, I mean, the biggest thing, and I, according to Dave Meltzer, uh, they have a TV offers. So that's the big like. That's when I will legit say that they are a true happening. Is if they get a TV deal. Well, I think they definitely will get something because they've they've got the financial backing. Yeah. To make sure that it can happen. I think. Oh, dude, the guy, the the president of the yeah. the company is ridiculously rich he owns both the jacksonville jaguars and one of the english premier soccer league teams i can't remember which one but mm-hmm. let me exactly look so this up. is the type of guy he's got money to throw around and yeah stuff like that. and then also they had announced too because like the they've got um like cody and the bucks involved yeah, yeah, and they're going to be executive vice presidents i think Yes, along um, with him, along with this yeah, owner. Along with him. And then they had already announced that they've already signed someone else. Did you see that Britt Baker was already signed? Uh, I just saw that when I was Googling for... Because they released an image, correct, announcing this? Uh, yeah, I think so. Oh, here, yeah. So it's uh, Shahid Khan mm-hmm. is the owner. Um, and he owns both the Jacksonville Jaguars and Fulham FC of the English Premier League. Mm-hmm. Both who earn a shit ton of money. So this guy's got... <laughs> yeah. And, and owns his own company beyond that. Like... Okay, like just a completely separate thing. Yeah, a lot of... I don't know how NFL teams work, but uh, a lot of the English Premier League uh, teams, like, it's the president of some company also owns, like, a Premier League team. Mm, okay. Because mm-hmm. they, they make their money elsewhere and then bring it into the uh, soccer league. Right, that makes sense. So then, yeah, like with this kind of guy, like he's got money from elsewhere and he's bringing it over into wrestling because this is a project of love, probably. Yes. Um, but I would imagine also on some level too, like he's looking at the finances and like between the track record of how the Young Bucks have been doing their merchandising and then showing how they could put it all together into a show with All In as an example. I mean, I think he's probably looking at this too as like, look, I could probably make some money off of this as well. Mm-hmm. So it's, I think it's just a, a win-win-win all around, hopefully. Um, I'm excited for it. I think that so far they've shown that like every step along the way in this has been a big success between kind of like forming, I'm going to start with like forming the elite out of the Bullet Club as a unit and then creating the Being the Elite show as started at the start and then kind of creating, expanding those characters in general and then taking that all the way to saying, hey, we'll take that bet. 
we will fill a 10,000-seat arena. And then they did it in 30 fucking minutes. Yeah. And then now this next step of saying, like, hey, you know what? We can do it. We can run a promotion. We can do a show. We can do more of these big events. I think they can definitely do it. And I'm excited to see what happens. Ooh, um, I already have a slight correction. Ooh, the, okay. the executive con is actually uh, Shahid's son, Tony. Ah, okay. Tony Khan is the one doing all leap, but he is still like an officer in both the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Fulham uh, soccer team, like yeah, offices. So yeah, yeah. point is he's got access to that money. Probably. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, he's going to be. He's probably like, God forbid, everything anything happened to his father, he's probably next in line. Mm-hmm. So then, speaking of that sweet money, though, who do you think potentially? from like the world of WWE might eventually uh, you think maybe jump ship, leave the, the land of giants and go over to the new land of the elite. Yes. So we got so far, right. We have Cody hangman page, Nick and Matt Jackson, and yep. then SoCal and censored. Correct. Uh, I would assume so. Um, Aren't they I, on the um, picture yeah. that was like released? Um, I can't, I haven't looked at too many of the other pictures, but like they've okay. been definitely kind of like mixed up in this storyline for a long time. And yeah. it seems like they've been hinting that SCU is going to. So I think they'll probably be there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think number one has got to be Kenny Omega, right? Yeah, I think he's definitely going to be coming in eventually at some point. And I think that probably Marty Skrull will eventually make his way over there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've definitely got like some stuff to still do. Yeah. I don't know Japan about Kenny's and, deal. Like, but Marty's got another year, I think, right? Yeah, I'm trying to remember whether it's a whole another year or if it's just at least another couple of months in Ring of Something Honor. Something like that, yeah. Um, um, well, I think someone who's people aren't really like guessing or like thinking about is probably Kota Bushi then as well. Because I think he goes where Kenny goes. Yeah, to an extent. I mean, he's, he's definitely still kind of like his own guy mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. But I, I feel like I could see... Here's what I see, at least as far as the Kenny Omega situation, because that is a very specific, interesting situation, right? Um, I think that he is still going to be with New Japan for at least another year. Now, during that year, because like at this point, All Elite's still going to have to take some time for getting itself set up. Like it's not like all of a sudden they're going like, "Hey, we've we've got TV right now." Like, yeah, it's still going to be a little bit. <laughs> they still have to set uh, up like the company itself, basically. Like... Right. And so, like during that time, I really don't know how much wrestling. Uh, Nick and Matt Jackson and Cody are going to be doing. They'll probably do some. I imagine they'll probably still do some during this next year. Maybe some mm-hmm. like uh, bigger events. Um, but like Kenny, I think he's probably still going to be pretty much New Japan for the next year. And then maybe next year, either he'll kind of like totally jump ship or like maybe towards the end of this year, like do a couple of more events outside of New Japan. Like maybe if All Elite does a big event, like say they do Double or Nothing next year or this year. I guess it is January now, so. If they do double or nothing this year, for example, I think maybe Kenny would go do that, mm-hmm. but like he wouldn't be jumping all the way yet. I think he's he's like he's taken so long to get this far in New Japan. I don't think that he's willing to just completely jump out yet. And I think I think he definitely has a respect with the New Japan mm-hmm. office that he would go out like on a good note. Like I'll finish out what I have to do, mm-hmm. do whatever you need me to do, all that stuff, and then. And honestly, I think too, like having Kenny still there would help kind of keep that bridge and that connection between the elite and New Japan. Yeah, that'll probably lead right? in 
I guess, so once we're done going over who we think they'll sign, mm -hmm. what connections are they going to make to other companies in wrestling? So Right, because I... The impression I would get from the way that Cody and the Bucks have been operating for last year is I feel like they probably want to connect with and work with everybody. And I think that even includes WWE if WWE were going to be open to it, which they would not. Probably not, no. But, like, they're the ones who, like, as far as, like, their rivalry with, like, the Revival and the New Day and stuff like that, they're constantly the ones that are like, yeah, like, let's do it. And even to their credit, too, like, the guys of the New Day, they're like, yeah, like, we want to do it. But, you know, WWE doesn't want us to. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think that, like, within that, just having said, I think the Revival would be a prime team to jump ship from WWE, go to All Elite. Because I think they would have a great fucking built-in story. This, like, year's worth of rivalry with the Young Bucks that's just been built over social media. And they're getting used for jack shit in WWE, so... Well, it's a it's a new day in WWE, right? Or the what's the term that they're using? I forget. New it's era. A, it's a new era. They still yeah. laugh from New Japan too, motherfuckers. <laughs> With uh, you know, Switchblade, Jay White, and the Cutthroat era. <sighs> they just can't do anything new original. Anyway. Who, so yeah, with the revival, do you what do you think about them jumping to AEW? I mean, absolutely. I think that's uh, a fantastic grab because. That's now someone that, um, like, the Young Bucks are popular, don't get me wrong, but there still is that um, WWE, um, what's the word I'm looking for, exposure. Like, if you're on WWE TV, you get exposed to a lot more people than where, where anywhere else you could be in wrestling. Yeah. And so I think bringing in someone like The Revival, even though they haven't been used much on WWE TV, you're still going to get people from other countries from all over the place that have go, oh, wait, I, I saw those guys on WWE, and now they're the, yep. with this other company? Like, that's a huge deal. Yeah, definitely. Very true. Yeah, picking up on some of just the names from WWE in general will help bring more people over to AEW. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, like, I think that would be so fucking killer. I think another like... team... Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say that also I think their styles would mesh up too. Like not only oh, they, yeah. they've been building the, the feud, but then also just the very like acrobatic style, the like very flippy style of, you know, the Young Bucks and then the fists of the Revival. Well, I was just going to say too, like the, the Young Bucks have definitely evolved. Like True. They, they got that, the, the criticisms of you guys are just spot monkeys for so long that then Nick has created this great sell of like his back. In last year's, I Matt. think. Oh, Matt did the back. Sorry. Mm -hmm. um, Nick, maybe Nick did some back stuff too. I know Matt definitely it, did. Last year's uh, Wrestle Kingdom, right? It was like a huge. Okay, yeah, uh, that was match for it. Yeah. I think. I know Matt definitely but, does a lot of back stuff, <laughs> but I'm trying to remember. But like, yeah, like selling the back stuff, like that, and it was like a great sell job, and it brought you back to the classics like style. So I think that would be. Like, Young Bucks versus Royal would be an absolutely great match. Well, because it, gonna... it, it helped them learn to slow things down, right? To build yes. the psychology of the match of, like, oh, like, you know, these moves are supposed to hurt instead of just doing as many cool moves as you can as fast as possible. Exactly. Which, don't get me wrong, can be entertaining, but I don't think it's a long-term plan. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's very limitedly entertaining. And when you yes. use it, like, very sparingly in wrestling, it makes everything else even better. But when you overuse it, then it just 
it doesn't work very well. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think another team you you named earlier, the New Day, would be an absolute great grab. Oh, that would oh. be amazing. Because I think they could just be a, they could just be a creative like, like do what you want, like whatever mm-hmm. you want to do, go ahead. And I think that would be a great like open page book for the New Day. I would love to see that. I would love to see the New Day go. Like, I would love to see a lot of these guys go over there. Mm-hmm. But I think what the nice thing is about New Day, though, I guess at least even though WWE really doesn't care about tag teams, they do like guys that can cut fun promos. So, like, WWE has, like, at least from time to time, used New Day fairly well. The biggest problem is, like, WWE caring enough about two tag teams enough at the same time to actually give New Day, like, a yeah. proper rivalry. Like, I was going to yeah. say is, like, New Day right now aren't getting... Like, they're basically MCs right now and probably will be until the Royal Rumble. Yeah, and then they're going to do their, their New Day spot. Yeah. And then that'll be it. Um, yep. And then they'll host WrestleMania or something. <laughs> yeah, you know what? The more and more you I th- you make me think about it, it's like, fuck, you know what? That'd be great if just New Day left. And then we're like, you know, we're going to go somewhere where they care about tag team wrestling. Um, as far as single stars go, I mean, I think the biggest name for WWE would probably be Dolph Ziggler, right? Yeah, Dolphy Ziggs could, like, I think he could really thrive in both uh, All Elite or I think if he went to New Japan, I think he could do really well there. I think he could do really well in ring. Like, he could do, just do so well just getting away yeah. from WWE. Like, just anywhere else. Anywhere else that just respects. Well, it's like, it, it, it fucking constantly baffles me why they just don't give a shit about him. Like, he is a complete package top star in every way. Mm-hmm. And they just constantly are just like, nah. Like, I, I think it's... I think it's just got to be one of those political things. Like, they just yeah. either don't like him as a person, like, he just... He pissed someone off like backstage, pissed, or... And it, there, there is, like, the history, too, of, like, he's said a couple of different wrong things to the wrong people at the wrong times, and then there was, like, he got the concussion at the wrong time, and then he had, like, the whole, like, being labeled a snake bit, even mm. though, like, I think he pretty much never got injured after that. Like, he's never really taken any significant time off after that, I don't think. Yeah. So, it's like, it's a real shame. He, but, you know, if he left, he's still got, like, he can still fucking go. Like, that's the thing yeah. that's, like, really kind of great about it is that it's like, he still has time. If he'd left, he could do so many things. Like, I'm just, oh my gosh, I'm already imagining right now. It's like, can you just imagine, like, Dolph Ziggler versus, uh, Kenny Omega for like the all elite championship or whatever the fuck they're going to have. That would be crazy. That would be insane. Oh my gosh. And like him versus Obushi or something. Oh my God. Dolph Ziggler needs to leave. All right. <laughs> Who else? Who else should go? Uh, how about you name somebody? Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. I'm going to try and go for another single star. And I think somebody else who should definitely leave. You know what? I want to say probably like Finn Balor. Maybe she should leave. Actually, you know what? Strike that even more. Shinsuke Nakamura. Shinsuke Ooh. Nakamura has just been used for just like nothing. Like they turned him heel. He hit AJ Styles in the balls a bunch of times. They gave him the US title. 
and then didn't put him or the title on TV for like six months. So it's just like, what the fuck, man? Like, just let him go. Let him either go back to New Japan or let him go to, like, I would love to see him in All Elite. I think he could mesh with kind of like that goofy style there seemed like, or I don't know, I guess we'll see how much of their style they're going to incorporate from being the Elite onto All Elite. But I imagine if there's any kind of similarity as far as like them kind of having like the goofiness mixed in with the fun wrestling, I feel like Shinsuke Nakamura would do very well there. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny when you mentioned both Finn and Shinsuke. I'm like, mm-hmm. is all he just going to become a New Japan reunion? <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> everybody that New Japan left and then came to WWE, just bring them back. <laughs> AJ uh, comes, comes Actually, into no, all it, AJ's probably the only exception. Like, AJ has done pretty well in WWE, I will say. Yeah. But yeah, uh, like Carl Ooh. Anderson and Luke Gallows. Yes, definitely. Those... I just, I just came up with a whole bunch of names. Um, mm-hmm. I think Apollo Cruz. Yeah, fuck yeah. Should go to should go to Ali. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely don't think he got his fair shake in uh, WWE yet. No. You know what? You know who would be another one? Maybe. Um, yeah. Maybe Ember Moon. I know that she's Ooh. early for getting there, but like between having to deal with the WWE horsewomen, now all of the MMA horsewomen who are coming up and into this company, like I don't know if there's going to be any room or care for them to do anything with her. Like, yeah. Because then she's also behind guys like girls like Nia Jax, just because like Nia Jax has size and lineage. Like she's like already at this point, just from people I've named off, she's like 10th on the totem pole. That's yeah. not a good place to be. What do you so, think about like. Bailey and Sasha. You know what? I think they're going to be okay just because they're part of the... Well, I don't know. We'll see. It's it's all going to come down to how they treat these women's tag titles. Because that's... That's true. That's what they've been building these two up for for a while, clearly. Mm-hmm. So if they give a shit about this, then it could be a complete revival for their career. Because I think they could actually run really well with this. And they've got a lot of established female tag teams that could make this work. But if they treat this like shit, then I'll be like, all right. This sucks. They should have done something else. Like, Bailey should leave. And Sasha, too. Because I think they're both really talented. I think that all of the uh, WWE horsewomen are extremely talented. And at least right now, like, Charlotte and Becky are being used well. So. Yeah. Can't complain about those two. Hmm. Trying to think. Uh, I think definitely um, we should think about some of the impact people Hmm. that should think about. Because. I mean, I, w- I would assume that All Elite Wrestling gets a better channel than Impact Wrestling is moving to. <laughs> I could be. I mean, even just from the fact that there's, I think, more money behind it, right? Yes. So, uh, I don't know if people have heard, but Impact Wrestling is leaving Pop TV, or has left. I think they I think their deal technically was up uh, December 31st. Mm. And they're moving to the Pursuit channel. The which Pursuit channel? What the fuck is I, that? Think there it's so it's basically Anthem's hunting channel in America. What the yeah. fuck? <laughs> yep. Huh. Alright. So I, 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 I guess people watch that. <laughs> they're losing t- I think at least ten million viewers. Um like for people that can view this channel, right? That have access to it. I think Pop TV had like maybe 60 million or something like that and this one's only got like maybe 50 to 40 like million hmm. 
and this is just potential people. This is yes. clearly not the amount of people who actually watch this. The people channel. that that can tune into the channel. So yeah, it's not going to be people that watch because yeah. Wouldn't that be amazing? Just like somehow all of a sudden, like WWE struggling to pull in like two million, and all of a sudden, like impact is like forty million people are watching this. Who knew? There are all these people who watch this one hunting channel, and they never change the channel. They just keep the hunting channel on all the time. <laughs> it's just the most popular channel, but it's an extremely niche market. Yeah. But yeah, so I think guys like um, Johnny Impact. Mm. Or Johnny... Uh, maybe he'll be, he'll be called Johnny Elite. Johnny Elite. If he goes there. <laughs> he always changes his name. Yeah. So, yeah, I would love to see Johnny Elite over in All Elite Wrestling. Um, and, like, Pentagon Jr. and Phoenix and all those guys. Yeah, with them, it's just going to be tough with the deals with uh, Lucha Underground, right? Yeah, I suppose so. Because um, yeah. they've got some different sort of exclusivity sort of deals. Yeah. So, Oh, which leads to our question of mm. who does All Elite work with? What other companies? I think they're. I think they are really going to try to work with everybody that they can, and I think that very specifically they're going to just try to get into the sort of loop between New Japan, Ring of Honor, and then I think NWA is going to be the big other one that hmm. they want to work with. Because I, th- I basically I think it, the way that my thought process is going is like I think Cody is basically just trying to connect all of his dots <laughs> into his own show. And, like, say, like, I want to try and pool resources and have connections with everywhere that I have been wrestling over the last couple of years. Yeah. Like, not that this was part of a grand conspiracy from the beginning, but I think he's just kind of one of the, like, he's just been in that direction where he just keeps building his own thing. Mm -hmm. And the next progression is like, all right, well, now all those other things that I've been building, now I'm going to try and use them to build something even bigger on top of it. (laughs) But keep it connected. But keep it connected. Exactly. It's like it's like a pyramid. Like I wasn't just I wasn't I was saying it just wasn't a conspiracy, but then it becomes like an Illuminati pyramid. So then it is a conspiracy. <laughs> Cody, are you building are you building a pyramid scheme? No. 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 Just a certain percentage of all of your funds are gonna funnel up to me through the happiness triangle. <laughs> Which we do not call a pyramid. <laughs> triangle. Not triangle. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's totally right. Like, <laughs> do you remember that episode of like The Office where yeah. um, like Michael's like, talking about the phone card? He's talking about yeah, exactly. He's talking about the pyramid scheme, and he's like, "It's not a pyramid scheme." And then like Jim just like draws the whole thing, and then just draws the triangle around it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I could see that. It's like. Cody just creates the giant uh, wrestling pyramid scheme. He's, uh, the, he's the second coming of like Triple H and he's like Triple H and Mids McMahon and Dusty Rhodes fused into one person. Hmm. He's like insanely ambitious, very cunning and conniving, but then also lovable. Yeah. <laughs> and you never see it coming. Yeah, exactly. Well, he's the American Nightmare, right? Yes. Oh my gosh. It's perfect. 
Uh, all right, so let's see. Should we jump right into Wrestle Kingdom 13 predictions, or do you want to maybe go over a couple of like best of 2018s, maybe some general predictions for 2019? Sure. All right, so what would you say, if, if uh, off the top of your head, what would you feel like is the best match of 2018? Because I feel match. like it's going to be very hard to make a, ca- a case more compelling than um, Omega Okada at Dominion this year, where Omega won the belt. Yeah. Well, then they like... also have, they have Wrestle Kingdom from, la- from earlier this year. Well, or I guess last year, right? as well yeah so they didn't have wrestle kingdom this year that was um omega fought jericho and okada had oh Naito. right yes so i would say omega okada then all right so then what would you say maybe wrestler of the year how about that i think you have to go with omega i don't yeah. think there's anyone else that you could argue for yeah because i mean because he's got the match with okada there then he had the match with jericho at wrestle kingdom there was the match with like Abushi in the G1, and a couple other matches in the G1. They're actually really good. Yeah, um, he had the match like with Abushi tagging as the Golden Lovers against like Young Bucks. Um, the All In match against Pentagon. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was such a great match. Yeah, that's the ending. That's a damn good year. <laughs> that's hard can, to... can Jericho win for surprise of the year? Yeah, sure. Shit. I think that Jericho, like, finally jumping ship all the way and, like, not only just working for another company in general, but working for another major company <laughs> on American all soil. Of the, all of the other like, companies. <laughs> like, that is a huge... Because he was so adamant about how, like, he was never going to do that. Yeah. You know what? I would love to... Maybe... Because he's been talked about, but, like, being an all-elite wrestling, too. But you know what the best part is? He still asked Vince's permission. Hmm. Like, that's what I think is so cool, that he's, he wasn't just like, fuck you to the WWE, he was just still like, well, I think, I think, I can't, I don't know if he asked his permission for all of them, but I think he definitely, like, before he signed with New Japan, he was like, mm-hmm. or just let him know, he was just like, hey, just giving you a heads up, I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. But, like, no matter what the details were, like, I still think it's so cool by Jericho. Well, he's a smart guy. He knows that he's, he wants to keep that door open. Yeah. No reason to burn that bridge if you don't need to. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, let's see. Hmm. Who else would be, like, a good potential wrestler? You know what? Maybe Becky Lynch. I feel like Becky Lynch could be a strong case. Because she, she really I found think herself she, this year. If she continues this streak, yeah, definitely. I think for this coming year. Because I think kind of happened a little too late in 2018 mm. to say, like, best of the year. But, yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, this is definitely... Oh my gosh! Like even this this most recent uh, episode of SmackDown. Did you see with her whole interaction with John yeah. Cena? Can we can worst of the year be John Cena's haircut? <laughs> I, it has to be tied between John Cena's haircut and the lightning punch as, for his new finisher. <laughs> <laughs> new haircut, new finishing move. They're both bad. But can we just say that WWE did a great job with that segment because like. How many times has Cena come out and tried to do the whole passing of the torch thing, mm. and it's never worked? And this time, it finally did with Becky Lynch. I feel like, yeah, like I think, you know what? I think it's because he didn't even pass it. I think she just took it. Yeah, like because <laughs> like, she. I think he was like he, he, like he was WWE getting. He was... keeps doing like this weird thing where, like, especially for baby faces, they have to respect one another, and it's like 
why can't they just be a badass? Yeah. But I feel like Cena was lifting the torch up, and he was just taking too long, so Becky went, fuck it, I'm taking it. <laughs> exactly. She just took it out, and then you burned off his eyebrow, and then did the, you can't see me. Oh my gosh, that killed me. That was so good. I oh. laughed out loud when she just, like, you know, denied the handshake and did the, you can't see me right in his face. Oh my god. So well, good. just the whole thing of him going, he's like, what man is going to come out here? And then Becky Lynch comes out, and you're like, oh, shit. The man, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> That's who. Oh, my God. So good. I I kind of did jo- enjoy, though, Cena's self-deprecation. Yeah, when he, he just put just himself like, down for Nikki leaving him. That yeah. was great. <laughs> he's going to leave me faster than Nikki. I was like, oh, shit. Which, speaking of which, I just saw on an article earlier today, did you see who Nikki Bella is with now? No. She's with her partner from Dancing with the Stars, apparently. Ooh. Yeah. Was there cheating going on? Probably not, but I mean, it's just, I don't know, I just think it's kind of one of those funny things of like, I can imagine the scenario of like this guy who have known her and then knew that he like, you know, she broke up or whatnot, just like finally swooping in to be like, hey, she's vulnerable and available now. <laughs> I don't, like I, I know nothing about this guy other than the fact that now he's dating Nikki Bella, and I just like, yeah, he's probably a creep. Yeah, I'll have to ask Aaron. She's a huge Dancing with the Stars fan, so <laughs> she can give us the down low on that. Yeah, because like that's just kind of like the stereotype of like, oh, like you know, somebody just got out of a relationship, they're very vulnerable. So then, like the person who comes in and swoops, it's like, oh yeah, like they know what they're doing. <laughs> they're trying to pick the bones. It'd be creepy. Let them let them have their feast. Gross. Oh, um, but I guess also we should hit on real quick sad news. Uh, we lost Mean Gene Okerlund. Yes, Mean Gene Okerlund. Man, what a definitely what a fucking unique voice that guy. Hands down, the best backstage announcer ever. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, an absolutely unique, very cool personality in wrestling, and uh, he will be sorely missed. I mean, yeah, he obviously hasn't been, like, in the limelight for a while, but... Yeah. But, I mean, like, I would say the only person that's come close to him is Renee Young. Yeah, I think as far as, like, becoming a compelling personality, like, she doesn't have the... Like, if you if you combined a lot of elements of, like, Jim Ross and then Renee Young, you'd maybe come close. Yes. But I definitely say just not that, like, because, I mean, 99% of the backstage announcers that WWE hires are just the robotic, like... Mm-hmm. So, you want to do this? Uh. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know if they're just all naturally that way or if, or if WWE coaches them to just be like, be as bland and as forgettable as possible. Yeah. And then Renee was like, fuck that. I got this. And it's like, it's so weird too because it's like they, they always bother to like introduce these people with their names. But like, yeah. outside of Renee, I cannot remember any of their names. And I've been seeing these people for Dasha. years. That's the only one I can remember. Like, I know that Dasha is a name, but if you lined up Dasha next to, like, oh, I would any other, like, vaguely Latin-looking girl, I'd be like, I don't know which one is Dasha. Yeah. Like, I might have seen that girl on TV, I think. Uh, but yeah, like, I don't know who Dasha is. Um, I think one is, one is the guy's name is Mike or something, I think. Mike Rowe. Rome. Is his name. Yeah. Or Rome. Mike Rome. Yeah. As in the city? Yes. Oh, okay. 
Or as in Rome as in he like wanders around. I'll have to look up the spell. R O M E. I'm pretty sure. R O M E. Hmm. Very self important, this guy. Yeah. You know what? Why wasn't like... he Roman Reigns' manager? <laughs> if he's Mike Rome and there's Roman Reigns, what the fuck? The team of Mike Roman Reigns. <laughs> Mike Rome and Roman Reigns. <laughs> Sounds like a really bad law firm. <laughs> Roman Roman Reigns. Oh my god. Uh you got any bests or worst of uh this year? Hmm. Let's see. Some other bests or worsts. Let's let's go. I, I was gonna say best promotion, but that's just like New Japan. A waste of time because obviously it's New Japan. Actually, I don't because it's like it's either that or NXT, and that's a legitimate. Yeah, argument. that's that's true. I so I've heard some podcasts say when they're going over like their best and worst. Some of them are like, can you count NXT as a separate? And someone was like, it's separate bookers, it's separate writers, it's like separate everything. Like it's basically separate from Vince, so I think you can call it a separate promotion. Yeah, it, it absolutely is. And you can tell because the quality is so much better. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, actually, you know, maybe this would be the good question. It's like, what would be, yeah, like, best best federation for the year? Or best, like, week-to-week TV show? Oh, best week-to-week TV show. I would also in, introduce, like, either SmackDown versus Raw or 205 or any of that. I would definitely say NXT. Yeah, I think I'd probably be hard-pressed to say NXT as well. Just because our... Yeah. And it's, I'm never bored by it. Like, SmackDown did have a low period this year, so. Yeah, and actually, you know, especially, because, like, NXT is usually pretty consistently good, but especially this year, I think, was very good. Yeah, you had, like, some of the matches you had on the TV rather than on a takeover were ridiculous. Yeah, it was like, we, we already have so many fucking amazing rivalries, we can't fit them all on NXT TakeOver, mm-hmm. so we're going to have to give you some amazing matches on TV. Yeah. Like, to end it off this year, they had the, the cage match where DIY reunited to take down Aleister Black. Like, Yep, and then, like, you know, earlier than that, you had, like, Pete Dunne with some amazing matches and, like, uh, yep. Mustache Mountain coming in. Uh, Undisputed also, Era. Yep, Undisputed Era. ton of matches, great matches on TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, NXT was really... Because, yeah, there was the whole Undisputed Era story throughout this year, the introduction of the North American title. You had uh, the story of... Like Champa and Gargano going up to the heights of where it was, and then also the introduction of Alistair Black to make this even more complicated. Like this has been a really great year for NXT because I think they before that huge... they were in a little bit of a lull period before that. And well, they, they always get into up. their lulls of when guys move up and then they have to refill those spots yeah. and so like mm-hmm. I think this is one of the first times you're seeing. So you have guys like Undisputed Era and stuff at the top, right? And you're already seeing that next class come in now to get ready for that. Like you have the Matt Riddles and Keith Lees coming in in NXT, getting ready to take the place of, yep, like an Adam Cole and stuff like that. If they get called up, exactly. I and guess when they, they, I should say when they get called up. Yeah, when they get called up, and then like the long term projects, like the guys like Velveteen Dream who've been there for a while. Like, he's <laughs> developing now to the point where he can be a major player in NXT. It's exciting stuff. Yep. I can't wait to see the next year of NXT. Like, NXT is definitely the reason I think that I keep my WWE Network subscription. Oh, but absolutely. I, probably also, like, I don't know, because, like, the pay-per-views are so 50-50 at this point that it's, like, <laughs> it's 
If it but was you just sit there that, and you're like, I spent ten bucks on this. Okay, like, yeah, yeah. It's like I can never feel that bad about it. But there's just times where, like, from a time investment standpoint, it's like, fuck, I just sat there for five hours and watched that. Like, I could have watched two movies, <laughs> and it would have been better. Something. Or, like, I could have watched half of this pay-per-view, the good half, and then watched a movie, and then there you go. Instead of having to watch, like, this random pointless Divas tag match or something. <laughs> that, like, has no point, but... You know, admittedly, they've been cleaning up the amount of pay-per-views they did this year, so they didn't have nearly as many just random pointless matches at pay-per-views. That's true. They just booked stuff like shit. You know, that's yeah. that's their problem. They had enough time to book stuff, but they didn't book it right. Yeah, they just they had enough time to do it, which then makes it even more disappointing when then it still amounts to nothing. <laughs> Instead of like, I don't know, we just kind of threw this together. So when it still ends up being nothing, you really can't be that upset about it. But no, we just said, like, fuck it, why not? Yeah, fuck it, why not? Who's not on the card yet? All right, you guys can have a match. <laughs> it's like Oprah, you can have a match, and you can you have get a match. match. You get a match. But speaking of matches, I think let's get into Wrestle Kingdom 13. Let's Sounds break good. down some predictions. As the champion, I'm going to invoke my right to pick first. So suck uh... it, bitch. Um, this is actually really hard because there, there are so many matches this, on this is card. a fucking hard card like, this, is, this is a this makes it really exciting though like i'm i'm really excited <laughs> to bite into this card with you but i think i'm gonna go with the one i'm most confident in i'm wow. gonna go that's a bold statement cotton <laughs> let's see if the strategy works out for him <laughs> i'm gonna go for the first ever two-time united states champion I'm picking Juice Robinson That's to a good regain pick. the U.S. title from Cody because these two, uh, Cody's first match in New Japan was two years ago, Wrestle Kingdom 11. He wiped the floor with Juice, and then since then, Juice has been growing. He's this fucking amazingly popular babyface. He got the U.S. title for a brief amount of time, got his ass handed to him in the G1 when he was injured. Coming out of that, losing the title to Cody, who was not there for the G1, didn't have to go through the pain. But now it's time for him to get his sweet revenge, baby. It is too perfect. Cody's about to leave and do All Elite. Juice is here. It's time. Uh, I I definitely agree with that. Uh, I think Juice is taking it because Cody's leaving. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think there's any way I can make a counter-argument. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, I think it would be the only way that I feel like it would make sense would be like if they wanted to do like Cody cheats out the ass and then they do a rematch the next night at New Year's Dash. Yeah, and Juice gets it or something like that. Be they've the done that way every that like once in a blue moon in New Japan, so there's a chance, but they generally book better than that. <laughs> yeah, I feel like they—that's like more of a WWE move than yeah. it would be a New Japan move. Okay, um, so you took one of the most confident matches that I was uh, yep. most confident in. <laughs> My other one is Chris Jericho defending his Intercontinental Championship against Naito, mm-hmm. and I think Naito takes it back. I think yeah. the story has been Naito gets to the top of the mountain just quite and misses, 
And so I think this has been a great story of Jericho being the antagonistic fucking heel. <laughs> um, and getting Naito to really ramp it up. Mm-hmm. And I think a huge win here would certainly help Naito. But can you imagine how much heel heat Jericho would get if he somehow retained this title? (laughs) Oh my gosh, people would go fucking nuts. Yeah. Like, that's actually, like, I don't think... But do you think, is is that heel heat on Jericho counteract enough, like, another disappointment for Naito? I think, I think if you fuck him bad enough... And I think mm. I think if you do it like if Jericho gets the aid of like Bullet Club, for example, like yeah. so I think he would have to have some help, like because because this is no DQ now, like Los Ingobernables is probably going to be getting involved to some extent. Yeah, like all of those guys also have matches earlier in the night, so there is that to factor in that. Like even though it is no DQ, you do have the excuse of like you know maybe all of them are just hurt from their matches earlier in the night. So they're not able to help him. Yeah. Um, but like, I think that if you did it to the extent of like Jericho either has some new random allies or teams up with somebody like, for example, Bullet Club, then I think he could get away with like some absolute fuckery one more time and then either get to New Year's Dash in like maybe a cage match or you do like maybe the next pay-per-view or something similar type of thing, like cage match where it's like, all right, nobody else can interfere. It's just me and you. There's no DQ. And then finally, Naito gets it back. Like, I think you could, like, if, if done right. Because, like, right now, like, everybody, and it makes total sense that it's like, Jericho's had this belt for a long time. It's time yes. to give it back to Naito. Move along. Especially because, like, with the way their contract cycles, like, this would be time to let Jericho then either go or work a new deal with him where then maybe he's going to come in and do a little bit of new stuff. But it seems like, for now, maybe they're going to take a little bit of a break with Jericho. I don't know. But, yeah, I'm not sure what his status is or anything like that. But I think this would be a huge opportunity because everybody is so confident that Naito's getting the title back. Because, rightfully, he should. It's been going on for long enough. Yeah. But, man, if Jericho could pull out one more time, that would, like, people would be so fucking mad. And that would, like, that, at that point, then it would be, like, anybody who beats Jericho would be made. And now, maybe you give that to somebody else. Like, I, that would severely damage Naito to an extent, and maybe you would still have to give it to him. But yeah. then if he gave it to somebody else, that could really make them as being like, holy shit, they were the person who finally took down that piece of shit Jericho. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. So, yeah. I'd, you, maybe. you do make a compelling argument, but I'm I'm sticking with my, my Naito pick. Naito. Naito-san. All right. You're up next. Okay. I'm gonna go with next. I'm gonna go with um. I'm gonna go Zack Saber for the British Rev Pro title. Fucking asshole. Uh, Ishii's <laughs> held on to this title for quite a while, so it. I feel like time wise, it's it's fine for him to drop it. And also, as far as the guy that he won it from, he had won it from Suzuki. Yeah, and Suzuki does not have a he doesn't have a singles match in this card. He's part of the um, gauntlet six man tag stuff. Yeah, um, but I think this could be a big opportunity. Actually, I, I admittedly I had this idea, and then I heard it on a different show. 
Um, so I'm going to still lay claim to this idea, even though some other people have talked about it too. I think that not only could this be a great opportunity for Zack Sabre to come in, you know, get the title and then bring it back to Britain, do whatever. But if he does that and beats the guy that then his you know master Suzuki couldn't beat, maybe he starts his own little bit of a coup there in Suzuki Goon and turns with, it into uh, Sabre Goon. With Lance and Davy Boy going with him? Or maybe even, I'm just thinking like take over the whole thing and kick out Minoru. Oh, yeah. Like just straight up like, I'm the boss now. I'm better than you. You're done. Mm. And then, you know, either Minoru Suzuki, like, I don't know, maybe he's like a badass baby face or something for a little bit, fighting against the new heel Zack Sabre Jr. who's just like taken over. I mean, that that would definitely ramp up Suzuki because you're talking about a guy that was like, uh, I would say way higher up on the card earlier in the year. And then now he's in the pre-match, like preliminary yep. six-man tag gauntlet match. Like kind of a fall from grace, so to speak. And so yeah, could be a nice kick in the ass for him. It would be, a, I think, a huge step up for Sabre, who definitely deserves it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, like last year he had that really crazy great match and feud with a Goto over the Neverweight title. Like that was what he was doing at Wrestle Kingdom last year. Yeah, and uh yeah. And then lost his hair. That was good shit. And then actually, you know what? Maybe this would be the that perfect next step, right? Because it's like last year he lost that title and lost his hair. And throughout the year, like he had the intercontinental title briefly, but then lost it to Naito. And then now Zack Saber could be like, you know what, your time is over, old man. Yeah. But, you know, Ishii could be the guy who's just like, nope, fuck you, little dude. I'm keeping the title, right? Or yeah, you're not and even I think, argue it. <laughs> I'll argue it because uh, okay. I think they've sent Ishii. He's done a lot of like the British shows um, showing off this heavyweight championship. So I think they could keep him out there as like a nice advertisement for New Japan. So Yeah, because I mean, they are definitely very concerned with like trying to expand internationally right now. Yeah. So, you know, having him over there and continue to be, like, part of the British system, like, maybe that would be part of that plan, right? Yeah. And he, I think he definitely seems to mesh really well with that, right? Because, like, the British and European style is very hard-hitting, and he's definitely a very strong style, for sure. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, maybe he's the perfect guy to just keep over there exactly in that capacity. All right, what's your next right. match pick? I'm going to say Kotobushi versus Will Ospreay for the Never Open Weight Championship. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Will Ospreay. Okay. Uh, I think similar to Zack Saber, Will's definitely like a name that's huge on the rise in New Japan, mm-hmm. and I think giving him like New Japan has so many fucking title matches like on this card that I think giving him the never open weight isn't a huge loss to anybody. So, and only a huge gain for him. Yeah. I definitely feel like that's, that seems to be like their intended trajectory for him right now is that he's, whether it's going to happen at Russell kingdom or some other time soon, he's probably going to be capturing the never open weight title. Yeah. They want to move him up in weight class. Cause like he's been in the junior heavyweights for a while. And this is kind of like that perfect transition state, right? Like he can still exactly. wrestle some of the junior heavyweights, but then continue to work with more of the heavyweights. But I don't think it's his time yet. I think that this is the perfect title 
for Ibushi right now um, because he's the type of guy that is you know a little bit too reluctant to sign for those like really long term contracts and stay with the company. So giving him the something like the Never Title is still giving him a position and giving him something to do. And the way they've been painting it is that like his ideas are like, oh well, you can do whatever you want with the Never Division. You can fight whoever you want, which appeals very much to like his character of like that free spirit. Yeah. So I think they might want to run with that at least for a little bit longer. And I think that if their idea was to just put it on Osprey, then I feel like putting it on a because they just put it onto Ibushi off of Goto. And I feel like if they just wanted to put it on uh, Osprey, then I feel like it would have been a better idea just to keep it on Goto for a little bit longer and have had Goto versus Osprey here at uh, Wrestle Kingdom because you know Goto is a little bit more of a traditional heavyweight. Yeah. So I think they put it on Ibushi because they really want to keep it on Ibushi, at least for a little bit. And I think part of that is because it's a good position for him. And also maybe it's like help to kind of further entice him and be like, hey, maybe you want to stay here a little longer. Because <laughs> if you do, Please then stay. Maybe, we, I, like, we have championships for you. I seriously think it's like Ibushi. If, if Ibushi all of a sudden was like, I'm going to stay with New Japan. I'm going to be here for a couple of years. Like, I'm going to be here. Then he would become the heavyweight champion. Like, it would happen. Uh, I think they really want to do it, but they're just you know too afraid that he's like too flighty, so he doesn't want to. So I think that it's the perfect spot for him. And I think he's going to keep it at least for now, because I think that they could like this is the kind of rivalry they're building up as a dream match. I could also see them rematching a couple times. Oh, they they love their series in New Japan. Mm-hmm. So I could even see this. I don't know. New Japan probably wouldn't do this, but maybe they would. Maybe they'd have this ended like a draw or something. Yeah. Okay. All right. So what am I gonna pick next? You're next. Yeah. All right. I gotta go. I gotta go. What I think is actually gonna happen. Confidence over, like who I want to pick. Because there's like things that I just really want to happen, and I want to defend the perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm gonna go for Ishimori, getting that junior title. I think he's gonna take it from Kushida. I mean, Uh, Kushida's had it for a long time now, hasn't he? He's uh yeah he's had it for a couple months now and i mean he's had it so many times that like he's that's what i'm thinking i'm, I'm probably yeah. blending it all together yeah like ex- exactly he's like the tanahashi or the okada basically of the junior weight division like he's just had yeah. it so many times for so long and i've been hearing a little bit more talks off and on about like maybe him going to uh wwe oh so you know he's maybe whether whether he does or does not do that i think that he would still drop it anyway for two reasons yeah. one I think they want to continue to build up Ishimori and having a strong win here over Koshida would definitely do that. Um, and two, to help continue to establish the new Bullet Club mm-hmm. as a big uh, faction to be feared. I, I think they want to put as many titles as they can on them. Yeah. So that's uh, that's why I say Ishimori. Also, because I, I, if I believe, if I remember correctly, I think in the Super Juniors, uh, Ishimori beat Kushida. So then this would continue that kind of story of like he's got his number kind of the one argument i'll make for kushida is just that he's constantly the junior heavyweight champion so <laughs> i was gonna say is your argument that he's kushida yeah and therefore probably might retain <laughs> just because or like... maybe he goes back in time and mm, there you go he splits time <laughs> yeah and figures out how to beat the bone soldier all I, right i forgot about that his time traveling abilities damn it my my next pick is a fuck it, why not pick. 
I think Kenny Omega retains over Hiroshi Tanahashi. Uh, I think that Omega's win was so big that I think you just have to have him keep the title for a little bit longer to really nail it in. And I think a huge match with Tanahashi here at uh, Wrestle Kingdom will definitely cement that legacy. I definitely, I definitely feel like I could. This is such a fucking match. Like I'm, I definitely could legitimately argue both sides of this one. I know that's um, how I feel about this whole fucking card. Like, <laughs> so like with Omega, I definitely, I I feel like I was leaning a little bit. Like for me, it's been like a fifty-five forty-five for this match. <laughs> like I feel like fifty-five more confident that Omega's gonna win, mostly because of the way that they revealed all elite wrestling. They did not have Omega in it. And because of that, it just really helps solidify in my mind that Omega's probably staying with New Japan for a little bit longer, mm-hmm. which means that he's probably retaining, especially because the uh, title hasn't, or the main title has not switched hands at Wrestle Kingdom in, I think, like five or six years. Like, it's been a very long time. Yeah. And also, I just, I feel like the type of matches that they would want to do coming out of this, like, I think they could either do matches with okada they could do matches with jay white they could do matches with ibushi um they have more like obviously they still have a lot of matches with tanahashi they could do but i think they have more options with omega however i think that new japan might be starting to get a little bit worried that omega is getting too big too fast and i think they might want to go conservative and say we need to pull back a little bit and also let's let's give one last big run for Tanahashi cuz i think if he gets the title now this would probably be his last run with the title that he ever has yeah i think definitely starting next year he's going to start doing like selective appearances i don't think he can do the full schedule anymore mm-hmm. so yeah i think that he yeah, he he could kind of kind of have it for like one last sort of classic run and it could also be kind of so. There's there's another really interesting little fact with this too is that like um, in Japan they just got a new emperor as well, so there's going to be like a new set of calendars starting. Mm-hmm. And up until this point, every single year of New Japan, like the promotion, has existed under the old emperor. So Ooh. this is the very first year of New Japan ever existing under a new emperor. So that kind of feed into like, well, do they want to say like, all right, well, new emperor, we're going forward with the future of Omega or, you know, new future. And we're also still saying that we're still the classic new Japan that you know and love, even though we're expanding. Gotcha. And that move could be like, we're going to give the title to Tanahashi is saying that we're still new Japan. Mm. And uh, it's so crazy. Cause then the other part of it too is like, if Omega loses, then he could be even more compelling in the chase, like trying to get back and being like, you know, I was so close to beating Tanahashi and like Tanahashi being like the top guy that like, if you finally put him away, then you've made it. And maybe that would be even more compelling is that then all these other guys are trying to come back at and say like, you know, who really is the number one? Like with Okada was this whole dominance over Tanahashi. Was that just a flash in the pan? And now like Tanahashi's the better guy. So and that feud is compelling, like Omega trying mm-hmm. to go back for the belt, Ibushi trying to come up and finally like conquer God and beat Tanahashi. That could be compelling. You got Jay White, 
who's like now the new leader of Bullet Club, like, and he's got the the previous win over Tanahashi, but Tanahashi then did kind of avenge that win in the build up. So, I don't know. You got a lot of great options with Tanahashi as the champion too. Yeah. Although the the only other big problem with that is just his condition, right? Is like because of his sort of injury level, it would be a little bit more risky putting the top title on him. But yeah, I I definitely could see Tanahashi getting this title for sure, and then Omega just being crushed. Because you know what, I think maybe it could even come down to because he. I'm thinking to try to like how you book this and have it not be like completely crushing, but still make a lot of good sense. And I think Omega really late in the match could be like really tempted to cheat and feel like he needs to cheat to win. Cause before when they had fought and it was over the intercontinental title two years ago, Omega won, but it was due to him cheating and being part of bullet club. So maybe he gets to that point where he feels like he needs to cheat and he refuses to cheat. But because he refuses to cheat, he loses. Well, so then you still see like Omega staying true to his new character, but because of that moment of hesitation, like it cost him, and then that's going to start like conflicting his nature even more about like, you know, like am I on the right path? Do I need to start doing heel shit again? Like that would be my pitch, maybe for then how he could lose it and make it still really compelling. I don't want it to just be like Tanahashi just straight beats him. It's over. Air guitar. Go home. <laughs> like I do not want that. I feel like that would really suck. <laughs> so I feel like there's got to be something. Or like, what if Ibushi betrays him? Like if he's conflicted. Because here's another little tidbit thing. Did you see online? Um, they had put Kenny Omega put together. It was a short, like five or six minute video called Kenny's Quest. And it was. Like, uh, no, I did not see that. If you have a chance, everybody, go take five minutes out of your life and go look this shit up. It's really, really great. It's a short promo thing that Kenny put together of uh, basically this kid goes to a video game store and buys this video game called Kenny's Quest after his dad was trying to be like, oh, well, don't you want to get this one instead? And it's like called Tanahashi's Quest. And uh, so the kid goes home and he's playing it. And then he plays Kenny Omega fighting Tanahashi in the main event of Wrestle Kingdom. Mm -hmm. And it's this whole fucking like, character battle so it's not just moves but then it's also this like philosophy thing of like you know kenny saying he wants to change the world and tanahashi's being like you know the old guard and saying like you know your your foolish desire to change the world is you know, egotistical and narcissistic you're an mm -hmm. idiot and weak and whatnot and it's it's actually this really kind of cool i won't spoil the whole thing but there is a part in it where kenny omega goes to like use his special move quote unquote golden lovers but Ibushi does not come to his aid. Ah. And then Hiroshi says, oh, you know, Ibushi would never, de never dare attack me. I'm his god. So what if this plays into the way that this is booked in the main event? Where then it's like, you know, Omega needs help. And Ibushi comes down to the ring. And then instead of helping Omega, he helps Hiroshi Tanahashi. <laughs> that would be crazy. Oh, that would be the deepest dagger Stab right in his heart. If he loses the title and it was because he was betrayed by Ibushi. <laughs> oh. oh my god. I would love to see that. That would be good. Okay. Alright. So what matches Next do we match. have left? Alright, we've still got the tag matches and Okada versus Jay White. 
Um, I'm going to say for the standard tag team match, the standard tag team three-way, not junior tag team three-way, I'm picking Gorillas of Destiny, a.k.a. Uh, Bullet Club OG, to retain. Yeah, that's um, a good pick. Because I feel like Bullet Club is going to be uh, staying pretty damn strong since they're the newest fully formed faction at this point, since their mm. reformation with Jay White and all that. Yeah. And uh, definitely keeping Tamatanga and Tangaloa strong with the tag titles would be the way to go. And I think they pinned the Young Bucks to send them out. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. My counter pick would probably be Los Ingobernables, mm-hmm. uh, not the Young Bucks. Basically, I think anybody but the Young Bucks <laughs> is winning this match. Not the Young Bucks. <laughs> uh, so then I will pick uh, Jay White to defeat Okada. Mm. Okay. I think that'll seal the Bullet Club, uh, OG Bullet Club victory uh, on this night. And I think Jay White has had this magnificent rise, and I think this will be the nice icing on the cake of that. Yeah, I feel like if he if he wins, it, it's, it's actually really interesting because like he's beaten uh, Okada before in the G1. And he did do it with like some cheating and stuff like that, so... I'm wondering, like, do you think that if he wins, do you think he would do it clean, or do you think it's going to be, like, traditional sort of Bullet Club booking where he's just going to, like, cheat out of his ass? I think it's going to be mainly clean. With There might be a slight uh, mm-hmm. slight cheating. Only a little bit, though. Mm-hmm. Okay. Only a little bit of cheating. Light cheating. Light cheating. Cheating light. Um, I'm going to say that potentially some of this cheating, because Okada's still got chaos on his side. And a lot of those guys are not too heavily involved throughout the night, other than like Ishii, obviously, in the match with Zack Sabre. Um, so I think they could come down and counter a lot of the interference that might happen. And Jay White has gotten the better of Okada for a lot of this feud. So I think that it could be time for Okada to get that win. And, and it, honestly, to help kind of like reestablish and just re-cement that like Okada is a very big um force to be reckoned with like not that this loss would destroy him but i think that jay white has already ascended so far so fast that uh this loss might be healthy for him to kind of help help counterbalance that and also to help kind of like uh further like develop this specific feud for him because i think if he just beats okada here then i really don't know where it goes from here but if okada beats him then that could really drive him nuts and then this could start out like a whole war between chaos and bullet club that continues mm. uh throughout the spring maybe the summer like you know going into the g1 could be really a big deal because it's like especially if like a lot of the other bullet club guys get big wins and then jay white couldn't put away okada then it's like like he just goes insane of like i have to beat okada yeah and it would help keep him distracted if they don't want to show him or shove him right into the title picture immediately if he like goes after Okada for a little bit more. So um, I'm going to say Okada wins here. Yeah, especially because I think that New Japan would tr- want to try and keep him strong and and not yet. Yeah, like I said, this loss would not kill him. It definitely would not. Mm-hmm. But he has he has let Jay White get the better of him for a while in this feud. So I think this could be the time where he turns it around. All right, let's see. All right. Two matches left. Yeah, your next pick. I'm going to go... Let's see, for the junior tag titles. 
I think it's time for Rapongi 3K to get the titles back. Yeah. But I think the way that may be maybe very interesting to do it as far as the storyline wise, because the story has been that they have been like not able to get the better of Suzuki Gun because they basically don't know how to deal with cheating. And maybe in this sort of like chaotic three man or three team situation, they could uh, delve into a little bit of light cheating of their own to finally like karmically pay back uh, Suzuki Gun all year for their cheating and whatnot. And then like, you know, either pin Los and Gobernables or cheat on um, Suzuki Goon and then get the pin on them. Yeah. So uh, also, I think I th- Shingo Tagagi, he's good, but he's not a junior. He's too damn big. <laughs> uh, I also think, well, I was going to say, I think uh, Suzuki Gun may retain. Mm. I think it's either going to be Rapungi 3K or Suzuki Gun. Okay. So. Yeah, I mean, if they retain two, then they've got an extremely long title reign. Yeah. All right, and so then it comes down to last matches, the six-man tag gauntlet. Yes, and I am going to go with, it's the never open weight six-man tag, right? Yep. Fuck it, let's go with Nagata, Cobb, and Dave Finley. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Any reason or just fuck it? Fuck it. Okay, Nagata, Finn, and Cobb because fuck it. Um, so then the people that win this match, they're getting the title match. I'm trying to remember. Do they say whether it's at New Year's Dash or is it like at the next pay-per-view? Uh, let's see. Because I, I think it's maybe the next night at New Year's Dash. I feel like might have been I the I think it is. So then, you know what? I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go with the other Bullet Club guy, or not the Bullet Club. I guess the Elite guys. So I'm gonna go with Paige, uh, Yujiro Takahashi, and uh, Marty Skrull. Mm, just to give them like a win that night and say, oh yeah, they might continue the next night, but exactly like you know have them so then they can lose the next night. You know, like they can have yeah. a big title match against the uh, you know the other Bullet Club guys, and the Bullet Club can continue to sort of like oust the Elite. Yeah. I think like you know, kick out Paige, maybe what it maybe like Takahashi and or Skrull turn on them, possibly like, like you're I'm you're leaving what, us. Yeah, because like if Skrull, I wonder what Skrull's projection is going to be like if he's going to be around for a couple more months, like because he's going to be in ROH still, mm-hmm. or if he's just kind of like going to drop off the New Japan radar at this point. But uh, oh, I think New I think Japan, New Japan and ROH want to keep their relationship going. So yeah, so. I'm going to go with them just, uh, you know, to see what kind of, cause yeah, because bullet club are the ones that have the, um, six man titles right now. So I'll go with that. Damn. All right. Wrestle kingdom 13. The predictions are in the books. And then Wrestle kingdom 13 itself is going to be happening later tonight. Yeah. <laughs> it starts at like 2am. <laughs> yep. Are you going to be up for it? <laughs> Uh, I'm going to be watching in the morning. <laughs> I will probably be watching tomorrow night. Yeah. Yeah, I was just like, ah, I could ruin my sleep schedule. I can't stay up anymore. Just... Yeah, it's like, it, it really does. It's like, I had, I have to ruin my sleep schedule to go do it. And then even then, it's like, I have to like go probably buy a six-pack of energy drinks or something. 
Because <laughs> that's like, I had to stay up all night because it'd be like watching from like 2 to 7 or something, I think. It's going to be a long time. Yeah. But no, I'm just going to turn it on in the morning and <laughs> watch the replay or whatever. Be all good. All right. So we will be back again for what's our next prediction? Uh, Royal Rumble, I think. Yeah. Yeah, we'll be back for the Royal Rumble soon. That's going to be a crazy event. And so when is that? That is January 27th. Yep, January 27th. When, uh, well, we know at least the Carmella and R-Truth. We know number 30 for each Royal Rumble. Although I still think it'll be better that like R-Truth just comes out for the Women's Royal Rumble. Yeah, and then you I, think he, I think it messes up. Yep, definitely. Yeah. That'll be great. Well, all right. Until next time, children. Peace. Peace, bitches. Peace.